This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Imagine Jesus that night at Bethany. You've probably had a night like this. Jesus in faith was resting in God, there's no doubt. But I can imagine being at Bethany thinking about the anger on the face of a certain scribe. I can imagine thinking through the harsh and unkind words that one of the chief priests had had to say. I can imagine thinking the dread of what might come as we see in the scripture that Jesus literally had certain dread about what would come. He went to the, he went to the mountain and prayed, if, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Folks, I want you to know something. Things in life are not always easy. As a matter of fact, lots of things in life are very difficult. But if we choose the right thing and we choose to fight for the right thing, then we get the promise that God in faith will help us to accomplish things that are big like mountains. And you know what Jesus did? He exhibited true faith in this scene. He spent the night at Bethany. He knew when to step away for a minute. But in the morning, you know what he did? He returned to his great and noble purpose. He returned. And I'm certain that he returned with concern about those people, concerned about the problems that were ahead, concerned about the pain that it would cost and it would take. But more than his concern about his own discomfort was his grand purpose. His grand purpose was to pay the price for our sins. Where do I see me in this passage of Scripture, the faith of Christ? Folks, there are things we get to do every day that are unpleasant but are right. There are situations that we face that hurt but are necessary. And when I see Jesus waking up at Bethany that morning, And moving forward to that thing that is the greatest. That primary purpose of his life. To face Jerusalem. To die on the cross for our sins. I'm encouraged by that kind of grit and faith. I'm encouraged by that kind of oomph that says, I'm going to return to my great purpose. I've got a lot of great purposes in my life. The number one purpose that I have on this earth is to please my Savior. I want to put God first. I have another purpose, a grand purpose. It's far more important to me than pastoring this church, the husband of my wife. It's of utmost importance. And it's a fight worth fighting. I'm the father of two boys. And I love them very much. I put their mom first because I know that in order for them to have what they need, they need a daddy that loves their mommy and a mommy that loves their daddy. 
And there are times when it's not easy. But I have to return to the grand purpose of my life. And I love those children. It's very important. It's very important. Sometimes God gives you a little bit of a Bethany. Sometimes in, in my life it's a tree stand. <laughs> well, you know, I can't stay in a tree stand forever because I've got a grander purpose. I have a grander purpose. I have a grand purpose as your pastor. And folks, I want you to know something. There are times when you deal with things that are unpleasant. And then you deal with things that are hurtful. And you face things that seem like they're mountains that can't possibly be moved. Yet you know what Jesus did? He got up and returned to his purpose. His grand purpose. And he faced the burden. He faced the trouble. He dealt with it in faith, believing that God could do amazing and wonderful, knowing that God would do amazing and wonderful things as he obeyed. You see, the faith of Jesus was one that returned to the work that God had given him to do. Oh, it's so pointed. And these truths are so aggressive. I make no apology for them. I just preach through the Bible. This is where I've been scheduled to preach for a long time. From this passage of Scripture. And God puts the pieces together. Jesus in faith, what did he do? He returned to the work that God had given him to do. Faith in a fig tree. Jesus is teaching his disciples. He says, now look... You don't want to be like this Jewish religion. Leaves and no fruit. He says if you want to bear fruit and you want to see God use you and you want your life to count and matter and you want to have contentment and satisfaction, you're going to be different than the nation of Israel and you're going to live in faith. And you're going to do what you've been called to do. And when you obey and do what God's called you to do, God has promised to give you the contentment and the joy that you couldn't possibly find anywhere else. Lord, help, us, help me to learn and remember and be reminded of this great truth. The faith of Jesus. Number two, the faith of Israel. The faith of Israel. The fig tree typifies the nation of Israel. God had given the nation of Israel a chance. Jesus had come on the scene in his earthly ministry, and for three years he'd flourished and thrived, and he gave them opportunity to see great miracles, the dead raised, the blind could see, the lame could walk. Even in the last few hours, Jesus again, before the nation of Israel, says, Look, here I am, I'm God, I'm your Messiah. And they rejected him. Do you know what they liked? Better than the power of God and the person of Jesus. Do you know what the Jewish leaders liked better than seeing lame people walk and blind people see and people helped and healed? Do you know what they liked better than that? The scribes and the Pharisees, they liked making money off of the temple tax and the exchanging of funds. Do you know what they liked better than helping people? They liked... They liked the fancy clothes they got to wear. And the 
false esteem of a religious system. They liked the power that they had over people, and they made people like peasants. Shame on them. And instead of identifying Jesus as their Messiah and as their God, the faith of Israel became faith in a system and a form and left God completely out. The Bible says that Jesus, in verse 18, as he came returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon. You see, Jesus was hungry. Jesus was hungry for his people to make fruit and produce, but they did not. They found nothing on there but leaves only. When we see this phrase, leaves only, it looked like the kind of place you could get help, but it wasn't. Folks, You may dress like a Christian and talk like a Christian, but if Jesus is not in your heart, you have leaves but no fruit. And you may faithfully attend a church that preaches the Bible like this one. But God knows your heart. You see, what is more important, the appearance of faith or the fruit of faith? Or the fruit, of course. But you know what the mistake that we make? It was the mistake that Israel made. Israel said, we can't have God and what we want, so we'll just look like we have God. By the way, you can't have God and what your flesh wants. They don't work together. They just don't. You can't, have, you can't live in sin and have God. It just doesn't work like that. You can't mix oil and water. Can two walk together except they be agreed? No. God of the flesh can inhabit the same person. And the nation of Israel, they wanted their flesh and they wanted their lives according to their standard. And they couldn't have God too. So you know what they did? They started putting leaves on their religion. They said, what we'll do is we'll make this look like it's godly. We'll make this look like it's right. And surely, if we make it look like it's right, it will be, right? No. No. Have you ever been to a place where they're showing a NASCAR race car? You walk up to it and the paint's slick. Everything looks really good until you get close. And you look inside, it has no motor. It's useless. It's useless. No motor. It can't fire up and roar and, hmm, man, I like that. It can't do that. Why? It can't buzz around the racetrack and win it all. Why? It's the shell of a race car, but it doesn't have the heart of a race car. This fig tree, the nation of Israel, the temple worship at the time, it didn't have the power of God, the heart of God, the purpose of God. It was just a shell. It was empty inside. Folks, that's the faith of Israel at this time.
And that's the faith of Christian people who put leaves on trying to look like something they're not. That's the faith of a person who has the outer crust and the look and appearance and even the verbiage of a Christian. But their heart is cold and they live in sin and they do what they want to and they reject and neglect what God wants for their lives. And folks, I'll have you know something. If you choose your way and reject Christ's way, you have chosen for yourself and far inferior path. It's like choosing between a $100 bill that you can spend today or millions you can have just a little bit later. It's foolish. But that's what Israel had done. And the faith of Israel was like a fig tree. Do you know how God feels about facades? Do you know how God feels about fake? Do you know how God feels about the Pharisee that was dressed to the T and making loud prayers. How's God feel about that? He hates it. What's he? How, how does God respond to a tree with leaves and no fruit? I'll tell you how he responded to a tree with leaves and no fruit. The Bible says, Jesus walked by and said, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. The Bible says in verse 20, when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree with the They said, Wow, what in the world just happened? Jesus said, No fruit on you from forever. And the leaves just went. Whoosh. The disciples said, Wow, what happened just now? What happened just now? Folks, all you know something. Fake facades of faith are despised by God. And guess what? They don't help you, and they don't help anybody else. Why do we carry it around? Why do we carry it around? That was the faith of Israel. Now, here's what happens. At this time, Israel's opportunity had come and gone. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.